Live from the Republic of Texas and broadcasting around the world, this is the Max McGuire Show. This is our last chance to take this country back. That's true. Listen, it doesn't matter that Joe Biden is losing his mind. He still betrayed this country. Come on, man. So get ready, because the Max McGuire Show starts right now. Welcome back to another edition of the Max McGuire Show. My name is Max McGuire, of course. Lots to get into today. Make sure you hit that rumble button. Make sure you share this. Make sure you are commenting. Last night, yesterday, yesterday evening, House of Representatives voted to pass a $40 billion relief package package for Ukraine. Vote was 368-57 with five no votes. You can see that on the screen. Majority of Republicans, all Democrats, voted to give Ukraine an extra $40 billion of your money. Well, actually, it really isn't your money because it's no one's money. It's invented money. It's money printed out of thin air. This money doesn't exist. They don't have money just sitting around. They are borrowing. They are borrowing this $40 billion to send it to Ukraine. But as we'll talk about in a little bit, not all of it is actually going to Ukraine. A lot of it's staying right here in the United States. Who would have thought? Even a bill claiming to give money to Ukraine, not all of it's going there. And there's lots of people diving through this bill. Um, I haven't had a chance to read the entire bill yet. It's busy. It's day for me. But this bill was dropped yesterday at 3 p.m. And they voted on it yesterday evening. So no one read the bill. No one read the bill. They had to pass it for us to find out what's in it. And as people are finding... A lot of things are in the bill that don't have anything to do with Ukraine. And even the parts that have to do with Ukraine. Should we be sending that much money overseas? I mean, we're going to play a clip of Nancy Pelosi in a second trying to invoke scripture to justify what she's doing. Let's be absolutely clear. The majority of this is going to go to weapons. The majority of this <laughs> is literally going to be exploding over and on the ground in Ukraine. That's it. We might as well burn the money. And this is coming from someone who gen generally believes that Vladimir Putin is wrong to be invading Ukraine. This is for me. I also think it's wrong for Congress to be sending $40 billion of money that we don't have to Ukraine, especially, especially given all of the problems facing the country today. Inflation. Inflation is huge. They, they thought inflation was going to be at 8.1%. Numbers came in today, exceeded expectations. No, inflation actually was 8.3%, a 0.2% higher than the experts expected it to be. So what does that mean? That means you have Americans who are struggling to pay rent. They're struggling to keep their cars gassed up, struggling to feed their families. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but mothers, mothers are struggling to buy formula keep their newborn babies fed. And I know that the response from many people has been um, for mothers to breastfeed. Not everyone can. Not everyone can breastfeed. Not every mother can breastfeed. Not, uh, I mean, adoptive mothers can't breastfeed. So there is a real need for formula. There's also a need for babies who need extra nutrients. So even if a mother can breastfeed, it's often recommended that babies drink formula if they need to pack on some pounds, they need extra nutrients. Thrive. Formula's gone. I, mean, I went to the store yesterday. It's, it's gone. It's out of there. It's non-existent. Shelves were bare. 
I saw a woman crying and then just putting, like, insure in her cart, hoping that maybe she could make that work. So taking, taking dietary drinks, dietary smoothies designed for adults and elderly Americans and say, I have no choice. I have to feed my child this. There was something going around and, and I shared it on my telegram. I'll go ahead and put it up on the screen shortly. People are now sharing their old recipes from the 50s, 60s, 70s on how to make your own baby formula at home. Now, personally, I can't, um, I can't speak to these recipes. I don't know if, if they're good or not, but a bunch of people in my telegram comments were, were saying that they use these kinds of recipes themselves when they had children. Let's see if I can, uh, how do I save this? One of my desktop. The formula, and I'll put it on the screen in a second. The formula calls for evaporated milk. Lots of people were seeing, calls for evaporated milk. 13 ounces of evaporated milk, 20 ounces of water, two level teaspoons of caro, and then special instructions. I, I, I think this is pretty funny. This is from 1960. It says water at least twice a day, almost like your newborn child is a tomato plant. Make sure you water it. Um, tea, give one to two ounces of tea once a day. Vitamins at 10 days. And then you switch to orange juice at three weeks with one tablespoon of orange juice to one tablespoon of water, so one to one ratio. Lots of people were asking in the comment section, what is pet evaporated milk? Pet evaporated milk is a brand. It's a brand of evaporated milk. I've seen it before. Um, my mind imme immediately thought maybe they're talking about animals, but no, they are talking about pet as in the brand. I'll go ahead and put up image on the screen so you can see what I mean. I imagine that any other brand would count as long as it's evaporated milk with vitamin D added, which a lot are days. But that is the formula that's been going around because people are struggling. And also, by the way, Caro, that is empty carbohydrates. Today, that would be high fructose corn syrup. It would be oil, um, which I, I guess you, they do it for empty carbohydrates. I imagine there's probably healthier ways to add carbohydrates to this. But that's another you know there. Um, I, I can't speak to this formula, but lots of people in my Telegram comment section were saying that they used it when their children were born decades ago. Um, and this is now making the rounds. People are digging through their old files, asking their mothers, their grandmothers, what did you do back in the day? Because... The baby formula is just not there. So, I mean, just you think about those issues alone. What is Congress doing voting to send $40 billion to Ukraine? Well, according to Nancy Pelosi, it's a matter of faith. Matter of faith. He invoked the scripture in trying to explain to Americans struggling why Congress would feel the need to pass an emergency package to send this much money overseas. Let's go ahead and play this. This is cut one. The impact that, his, that it is having on food for the world. So when you're home thinking, what is this all about? Just think about when I was hungry, you fed me. In the Gospel of Matthew. It, it also, also so pleased that Mr. Meeks, the chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee, was with us because wow. um, we talked about sanctions. Well, she's invoking scripture, telling the American people that when you wonder why is Congress doing this, when you wonder why is Congress doing this, she's invoking scripture as if Nancy Pelosi 
is an expert on scripture or if Nancy Pelosi is the person who should be lecturing Americans on theology, that vile, vile woman. You can see how Democrats weaponize theology, weaponize faith, try and use it against conservatives, use it against the American people. Oh, well, our faith requires, our faith, or faith requires that we help Ukraine. Well, in, ma in many cases, the, the Christian, the Catholic faith, whatever Christian sect to, or even other religions do, there is a solid belief in helping those in need. As I've said on the show before, I'm a Catholic. I know not everyone is a Catholic. That's fine. In the Catholic tradition, there's a concept known as the principle of subsidiarity. So the Catholic Church, obviously, it's a big like monolith. It's a huge, huge organization, business, whatever you want to call it, depending on how, um, how <laughs> skeptical you are. It's a big organization with lots of money and lots of branches all around the world. So the Catholic Church came up with this principle of subsidiarity. And what that found was that when you're looking at charity, when you're looking at giving, it's best for local communities to handle local issues. Right? If you can if you can afford to, you would rather local food banks feed the hungry than to expect Rome to shuttle in food for the hungry. So this principle of subsidiarity holds that when there are problems, when there are people in need, they are best cared for by the most local actors possible. And it really makes sense, right? I mean, you want people in the community to be the ones helping community members. Well, principle of subsidiarity does not hold here. Nancy Pelosi saying, well, you fed me. You need to feed them. The Gospel of Matthew tells us we must feed them. Well, yes, once we feed our own. That's what that principle would hold, and it would, it would expect that Ukraine would handle its own affairs. You would, you would expect that the countries around Ukraine would be, be the primary uh, distributors of aid, not a country halfway around the world. But no, we're sending $40 billion, not even all overseas. Let's, let's get into a little bit of that. This is really interesting. People are going through it, and I, I apologize. I haven't had a chance to read all of it, just like many members of Congress haven't had a chance. But you'll see here that there are funds appropriated to the president. Of this $40 billion, it sets aside $17 million to remain available until September 30th, 2024, to respond to the situation in Ukraine. Why does the president need $17 million? I like whoever wrote this. Is this Hunter's legal bills? I don't know. Why does the Office of the Inspector General need an extra million dollars? These are all legitimate questions. Those are the people who voted against it. Um, let me zoom out here. A little too far in. It includes $174,000 for Anne Garland Walton, the beneficiary of Don Young. Now, I understand that this is probably pretty standard, but why do you need to put in next of kin beneficiary into a Ukraine aid bill. Why does that need to be there? I, I don't understand. Why are you giving money to the CIA right below it? Funds appropriated by this act for intelligence or intelligence related activities are deemed specifically authorized by Congress. Why does the CIA need more money? I don't get it. I don't understand. And why does the CDC need more money? Why does the CDC need $54 million? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that is what happened. So I don't want to spend too much time on this episode, 
I know people have a lot of things to do, but I wanted to talk a bit about what $40 billion could do. $40 billion sent to Ukraine, you might as well be burning it. And listen, I am not one who believes we should be printing money just to spend it. I am not a spendaholic, as many Democrats and Republicans in Congress are. I believe that we should definitely try and live within our means and balance a budget just like American families do. At the same time, though, there are needs that come up, just like American families, where things need to be dealt with now before they get even worse. And sometimes you have to put that on the credit card. So I completely understand that. So taking that analogy here, I want to talk about some of the things that if, if there was a gun to our head, we have to spend $40 billion. What kind of good could that have done in the United States? Well, first of all, we've given every American man, woman, and child $100, now, I'm not in, in favor of stimulus. Stimulus is what, part of what got us into this inflation mess to begin with. Right? But in terms of helping Ukrainians, just so you can wrap your head around the money, every American man, woman, and child would have gotten $120.68. You just took Americans who are living below the poverty line. It would have given $1,075 to each American man, woman, child living below the poverty line. Again, I, I'm not one to say, let's just give everyone free money. I imagine most of that would be wasted just as badly as if Congress was the one deciding where it went to. But just so you can wrap your head around it, that's how much money we're talking about. The U.S.-Mexico border. U.S.-Mexico border is 1,954 miles long. During the Trump administration, the line we heard time and time again from Republicans and Democrats was that we just don't have enough money for the border wall. It's a waste of money. $40 billion at the rate that the border wall was being built when Trump left office. I think it was $20, mile, $20 million per mile. I think that was where it was around. It would, it would leave us 2,000 miles. We could build 2,000 miles of border wall with this $40 billion just at the rate that the construction was happening before Trump left office. Now. Again, U.S.-Mexico border is 1,954 miles. So even if we took every bit of fence down, we could put up a border wall across the entire U.S.-Mexico border, and we'd be able to start on the first 50 miles between us and Canada. That's how much money you're talking about. How's the Department of Housing and Urban Development has estimated, and I've seen someone, some people dispute this, but they've estimated that $20 billion spent in the right way would end homelessness in this country. Now, I imagine it's not just a one-off payment. You have to keep paying it. But the way that HUD has presented this, if Congress would just give them $20 billion, they claim they could end homelessness in the United States. So at this rate, we could cure homelessness. And if it didn't work the first time, we could do it again. That's how much money we are talking about, $40 billion. The average salary of a psychologist works at, a, at the Department of Veterans Affairs is $140,000. That's a good salary. Listen, these are people who do good work. You'll remember that a couple of years ago, there were veterans who were committing suicide in the parking lots of VA hospitals killing themselves in the parking lots because they couldn't get an appointment with a VA 
psychologist. Backlogs. And we knew that there were some people who were deliberately um, hiding appointments to make themselves look good. So at $140,000, the average salary of a VA psychologist, just to put in perspective, $40 billion would ensure that no veteran would ever go without psychiatric help. I mean, it's, I, it got to the point where I didn't even bother calculating. It would, it would buy us more psychiatrists and psychologists than we even have, right? But you would never have a problem of veterans killing themselves in the parking lots of hospitals because there aren't enough psychologists. We talked last week about how DHS just doesn't have enough money to deport all of the aliens. Costs around $10,000, I believe, and th uh, somewhere around there, to deport a single illegal alien. Well, $40 billion would deport 3.8 million illegal aliens. Say we don't have money to enforce law. These are illegal aliens that have already received an order of deportation from a judge. They had their due process, and they lost their case, and they were ordered removed from the United States. DHS says they don't have the money to do it. Well, if we, if we took that $40 billion going to Ukraine, gave it to DHS expressly for deporting illegal aliens, 3.8 million of them could be removed from the United States. One third, based on the estimate of 12 million, but we know there's likely more. We talk about border crossers, illegal border crossers, how there just isn't enough money to detain them. There isn't enough money for the beds. $40 billion could detain 685,000 illegal border crossers for 365 days each. That's the kind of money we're talking about. Typically, illegal aliens aren't detained that long. They usually detain 30 to 60 days, if that. But just to show you, 685,000 could be detained for an entire year using $40 billion. <clears throat> Every year, talked about baby formula earlier. Every year, American mothers purchase about $4 billion, $4 billion of baby formula in the United States. That's at retail. $40 billion could buy at retail nine to 10 years worth of baby formula. Not, but also, here's the other thing. So I, I get it. <clears throat> we don't want to pay retail. What, what if we wanted to just set up a factory? What if we wanted to just set up a factory that would make baby formula? Again, I'm, 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 this is a very hyper-specific need facing the country right now, but it is a need. And you think that Congress would care enough to fix this problem. They put money in for, for widows of deceased senators. Why didn't they put in some money for baby formula? Be easy. Half of them wouldn't even know it was in there. So in 2014, Abbott built a manufacturing, a, a baby formula manufacturing plant in Ohio. It cost them at the time $270 million. Adjusted for inflation today, probably be about $333 million just to build a plant that would manufacture baby formula. A third of a billion dollars versus $40 billion. Imagine, I mean, it's not even a question. It'd be easy. It would be easy, but no, it's not there. Talk a lot. Actually, I mean, I talk in my book. The Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Gun Control Argument, which again is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Link is in the description. I talk in my book about efforts to arm teachers to ensure that America's teachers, public school teachers, can carry 
arms, firearms, in school, concealed, to protect children should a school shooter arrive on campus. <clears throat> the experts, the security experts, which I am not going to disagree with, suggest that America's schools could be secured if 10 to 20% of public school teachers carried on campus. 10 to 20%. I mean, that, that's a lot. So, I mean, if you have, let's just say a, a really big school that has 50 teachers. I don't, even, I don't even know if that is a big school, but a school that has 50 teachers, right? You're thinking between five and 10 teachers on campus carrying a weapon would be enough to keep the school safe and to respond to active shooters. Well, it's estimated, it's estimated, and, and this is the left doing this. The left tries to shoot down this proposal by saying they would cost too much. And the left says that the price to train these teachers and to give them bonuses, because you can't have teachers carrying in school without giving them a bonus, would cost about $650 million a year. Just to put it in perspective, $40 billion going over to Ukraine could harden our schools and, and prevent and respond to active shooters for the next 61 years. There'll be enough money to train and pay armed teachers for the next 61 years. The average small business loan in this country is $663,000. $40 billion would pay off the loans of about 60,000 small businesses. I'm sure you could do more if you focused on smaller loans. And here's an example. If you look at loans through alternate, alternate lenders, not big banks, small businesses can't qualify for those big bank loans. They look to alternate lenders that usually have much higher interest rates. The average small business loan from an alternate lender is $80,000. $40 billion to pay off these alternative loans, 500,000 small businesses. Talked on my past podcast, about how the pandemic and the lockdowns, not really the pandemic, the lockdowns, killed so many American small businesses. Just think, if we had to spend $40 billion, again, I don't even think it would be a good idea to do because it would just make inflation worse. But if we had to spend it, gun to our head, we have to spend $40 billion, you could take 500,000 small businesses, get them out of debt so they don't go bankrupt. Look at Americans. The average medical debt in the United States, these are Americans who had a procedures, had some kind of surgery, and they still have debt. Average medical debt is $5,953. $40 billion could pay off medical debts of around 6.7 million Americans. 6.7 Americans. But no, we're gonna we're gonna send it in the form of explosives to Ukraine. It's been estimated that hunger in the United States could be solved $25 billion a year. I don't know if that is true. It seems a little low. When I looked at it, it looked like it was a, a statistic from the mid, from, from around when, when Obama was president, maybe, maybe right when Trump was getting into office. Um, so I bet you inflation has probably made that worse. But I think it's safe to say either way, $40 billion, if spent on Americans, could eradicate hunger, at least for a year. And it's not just feeding people for a year. When you feed people, all of a sudden their productivity booms, right? How many children 
would do better in school if they weren't if their stomach wasn't rumbling when they were trying to trying to focus how many workers would be more productive at their job if they weren't chronically hungry what would parents be able to do if they weren't spending so much time trying to figure out where the next meal was going to come from and this is something i i've never seen before I, when i went to florida a couple weeks ago we were driving and I saw a line of cars. I was like, what's, the, what's this line of cars? Down the road. Into a church, down the road. It was a, it was a, a soup kitchen. Cars stopping in, pick up food, because they needed food for their family. And this was a wealthy area. A wealthy area right outside of what? Right outside of Tampa. Right on the beach. Million dollar homes. People lining up down the street for food assistance. Nancy Pelosi loves to talk about Scripture, and they need to feed others. $40 billion is being spent, and Americans are still going to go to bed hungry. Shameful. Every year, cancer patients spend $5.6 billion out of pocket. So that's what insurance doesn't cover. It's probably a little bit higher because that number's from 2018. $40 billion could pay all of the out-of-pocket cancer um, treatment expenses for every American who gets cancer for the next seven years. Again, I'm, I'm not saying these are what we should do with the money. If we don't have the money, we shouldn't just be doing this. But I want to show you the magnitude, the magnitude of $40 billion. Could have bought Twitter. <laughs> I mean, $40 billion could have bought Twitter. So I think Elon Musk is paying a little bit more. He's paying $44 billion. So are, there are some rumors that he might be considering negotiating the price down because they're thinking that he is artificially inflating the price because of his uh, purchase. And as soon as it goes through, the value of the company would drop. Adoption. Anyone who's adopted a child, you know how expensive that can be. Going through a private adoption agency can cost upwards of $70,000 to adopt a child. It's expensive. $40 billion. $40 billion would pay the adoption fees from a private adoption agency for 571,000 families who would love to have a child and can't afford to adopt one. I don't know if there are that many families out there actively trying to adopt a child, but I know that cost is prohibitive. This would make it so pretty much anyone who wants to adopt a child to a private adoption agency could do so without worrying about the cost. Remember after 9-11, when we're talking about rebuilding, rebuilding the Twin Towers. Well, the argument was that if you rebuilt the Twin Towers, built both of them, it'd be too expensive. You can't afford it. So instead, they said, we'll build one. Freedom Tower. When you knows New York City or seen the skyline, it's this kind of twists and turns as it goes up into the sky. The Freedom Tower, one World Trade Center, cost $3.9 billion to build. So in a country that was attacked, 9-11, had the skyline of New York changed, we said to ourselves, we can't afford to build two towers, we just have to build one. But with the money we just sent to Ukraine, we could have built 10 World Trade Center buildings. We could have built 10. So while we are in the midst of this tragedy, now we can't, we can't afford to build it back exactly as it was. Look how easy, look how easy Congress 
was able to authorize the funding for Ukraine. And they're not building skyscrapers in Ukraine. They're sending them bombs that will explode and then it's gone. Rockets that will shoot, blow up a tank, and that's done. Insane. Liberals love to talk about college education. The average four-year degree in the United States now costs $141,324. With $40 billion, we could put 283,000 Americans through college for four years. 283,000 Americans could go to college for four years with the money we sent and I, I know, but college isn't for everyone. College isn't for everyone. A four-year degree isn't for everyone. A lot of people, and I agree, the reason we're in this situation with college being so unaffordable is people are going to college who probably shouldn't. They are studying and, and earning degrees that will not help them earn a living. Being kind of passed on to public, and they're taking out massive loans to do it. So I said, okay, well, what about trade schools? Because we have a massive shortage of electricians, plumbers, different tradesmen across the country. $40 billion could pay to put 1.2 million Americans through trade school. So I, I don't want to hear any politician ever again that there's not enough plumbers, there's not enough electricians, there's not enough pipe fitters. $40 billion could put 1.2 million Americans through trade school. Shameful. The left always claims that teachers need a raise. I know a lot of teachers. My wife used to be a teacher. And the amount of work she did for the pay she got, I said it wasn't worth it. The left loves to say that teachers need a pay raise. If you wanted to give teachers a $10,000 a year raise, every public school teacher, not administrator, just the teachers, people who actually teach in classes, you take every public school teacher in this country and give them each a $10,000 raise, $40 billion would be enough to give them that raise almost three years. Just shy of three years. Again, when you say we don't have money to ensure that teachers are paid a salary that they can actually live off of, that's the left's statement, remember. We don't have that money, but don't worry, we're sending it to Ukraine. I crunched a lot of numbers this morning. <laughs> I crunched a lot, of, a lot of numbers. And listen, I don't want to spend $40 billion. I don't. We are in this situation because we sent a bunch of free money to a bunch of people. Americans. I mean, I got stimulus checks. It took me a couple of years because the ugh, ridiculous. The IRS claimed I no longer had children, <laughs> so I had to fight them and, and prove that my children existed to get that those stimulus checks. We shouldn't be giving out this money, right? Demand pull inflation is real. Demand pull inflation is the idea that if you give people a bunch of money when they go out and spend it, everyone's trying to buy the same goods at once, so the stores raise the prices. Demand pull. The demand pulls the inflation up. Pulls the prices up. I don't want to spend $40 billion, but if we're, if we're going to, again, if we're going to spend it, might as well spend it on helping Americans, right? Nancy Pelosi truly believes what she just said about the scripture, about the importance of feeding others, caring for others. Why is she, is she focusing on people as far away as you can pretty much get on the planet? I don't understand. The average used car payment in this country is $488 a month. Average car loan term is 72 months. $40 billion could fully pay off 1.1 million Americans used car loans over the entire term of their loan. And not saying we should do it, just trying to put it in perspective just how much money we're talking about. 
The average American family spends $8,355 a year on child care. Most of that is daycare. $40 billion would pay 18 years of child care. So literally birth to emancipation, right? If, if you take children and say, I want to pay 18 years of child care for these children, $40 billion would pay for 18 years of child care for 266,000 American children. Families that would never have to worry about how are we going to afford daycare? How are we going to afford a new backpack for school? Because that all falls under child care. I have two kids. They're expensive. Anyone who's had kids, you know they're expensive. And my kids don't like eating the food I eat, so they need separate food, so it's even more expensive. $40 billion would pay for, for 266 children for 18. And this last one, oh, 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 do a couple more. Um, they're saying it's going to cost about a billion dollars to send a single astronaut to the moon under NASA's plan. Uh, it would be a lot cheaper if they end up going with SpaceX or some of these other private companies. But the plan NASA has right now to put men on the moon and women, because they got to put women on about a, a billion dollars per astronaut. So $40 billion would put 40 new astronauts on the moon. What's well, okay. The moon, that, that's, a, that's a little bit too much. What if we just wanted to put astronauts in the space station? Because remember, this is a big, big expense. The United States for years had been paying Russia to put astronauts in the space station, and it cost us a ton of money. Well, if you were to go through SpaceX with their Dragon capsule, $40 billion would put 689 astronauts in the International Space Station and then bring them home. Because you can't just leave them there. you got to bring them home. The ISS even, isn't even big enough to have that many astronauts in it at once. That's the kind of money we're talking about. Literally, we're talking about sending hundreds of people into space. Sending it to, sending it to Ukraine. Last one I calculated, and this one took me the longest. I do not support kill shelters. Anyone who has ever looked into animal shelters, you know that there's a difference between shelters that euthanize the pets if they don't get adopted after a certain time, and what's called no-kill shelters. These are shelters that do not euthanize the pets, that stay there, or they go somewhere else where they will not be euthanized. Now, there is kind of a middle ground here in shelters that claim to be no-kill, but if the animals are not adopted, they get sent to a kill shelter. So that's kind of the loophole here. But generally, it's either a kill shelter or no kill shelter. Every year, there are 390,000 dogs in the United States that are euthanized in animal shelters. That's a staggering number. You'll be surprised, maybe, to learn that PETA is responsible for a huge chunk of this. Animal shelters run and, and operated by PETA, people for the ethical treatment of animals. They kill dogs every year. So if you're an animal lover, like I am, and you look at the fact that 390,000 dogs are euthanized every year in these kill shelters, well, I got to wondering, what would it take to save them all? There's an organization in Florida called Big Dog Ranch Rescue. I've heard them before. I found them again today. They're a great organization. They have a 33-acre ranch. And with that 33-acre ranch, they, they, I think their operating expenses are like $3.6 million a year. 
with that 33 acre ranch they're able to save 5,000 dogs a year from kill shelters so what they do is they rescue dogs from the kill shelters before they can be euthanized and then they will train the dogs to be a service dog to be an support animal or put them in the home as a pet if they aren't cut out for service animal work but it's okay 3.6 million dollars a year that's a, that's the operating budget to save 5,000 dogs on a 33 acre ranch what would it take to save every dog every year well let's get crazy if you need 33 acres to save 5,000 dogs you're gonna need about 2,500 acres to save 3,900 390,000 dogs a year so right now I was looking around I was really I spent a lot of time thinking about this you don't want a ranch in Texas because it's going to be too hot, too hot for the puppers. You also don't want a ranch in like North Dakota because it's going to be too cold for the puppers. You need somewhere just right. You need a Goldilocks ranch. So I found one in Missouri, 2,300 acres for a cool $5 million. And yes, there's water on the property. There's, there's rivers, there's lakes, ponds, 2,300 uh, 2, acres. Okay, that's, that's great. That's great. Well, let's also be realistic. You're going to put tons of dogs. You're going to need tons of facilities. Let's just say, ran, crazy number, it costs $50 million to build barns and kennels and all the nice things that you need a lot of dogs to be able to live in. I don't know. $50 million seems like a crazy number. Let's just throw that out there. So you spend $5 million on the ranch, $50 million to put up all of these buildings. You know that this organization, Big Dog... Big Dog Ranch Rescue, they have an operating budget of $3.6 million a year. Expanded, it would cost about $280 million a year to run this hypothetical massive puppy farm in Missouri, saving 390,000 dogs a year. Yes, saving every single one. $280 million, that covers their vet bills, that covers their food, water, that covers the money you'd spend on staff. So to, to run such a massive enterprise, to save every single dog from being euthanized, to ensure that no dog would ever run away from home, get lost, and end up being killed before their owner could find it. You could do that with $40 billion for the next 142 years. Again, I, I don't know if it's possible. It, it probably would be a waste of money to do it, but I do love animals. Just to show you how massive $40 billion is. If you took that $40 billion, mirrored organizations that already save dogs from, youth, uh, from being euthanized, you could save every single dog every single year for 142 years. Entire generations of Americans would live and die without a dog ever being euthanized in a kill shelter. That is how big $40 billion is. Massive, massive amounts of money. I like Bad Mama in the comment section saying just one really big firework display. <laughs> that, that's another way to do it. The biggest firework display ever. <laughs> yeah, sure. I invite everyone and just do a massive firework display. The point is that this is a massive waste of money. And I think everyone knows that. The problem is this isn't just a Democrat problem. Here's Mitch McConnell. Claiming, quote, we all agree the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine, end quote. This is not an old article. I had to check. This is from yesterday. No, the most important thing facing Americans, the ability to put food on the table, 
the ability to put uh, Ford to put gas in the tank of their car so they can drive to work and back. Right? The rising cost to heat or cool their home. Rents, which are skyrocketing. Right? All of the, everything's going up. So no, if you ask the average American, the most important thing in their life right now is inflation. You ask a new or expected mother who won't have the ability to breastfeed for one reason or another, the biggest threat facing them is the fact that there's no baby formula. I've said this before, I'll say it again. The ability to feed the next generation of American citizens is a national security issue. I know that sounds crazy. You can't just have babies starving to death. Lots of things are branded as national security issues that probably shouldn't be. So on that logic, it's pretty obvious the ability to feed babies would be a national security issue. Notice that Joe Biden has not deployed the Defense Production Act. He's going to do that for pretty much everything. White House was asked today in a press briefing that they did not televise. They just released the audio, so I didn't pull it. Because who wants to just listen to those liars? The Biden White House spokesperson was asked who in the Biden White House is taking point on the shortage of baby formula. Whoever answered, which I, again, I don't know because it wasn't televised. Whoever answered says she does, they do not know. And then they laughed. And then they laughed. Do not know. And then they laughed. It's not just that they are spending money overseas. It's not just that they're spending money on the wrong priorities. It's that they do not care about your priorities. Read the Declaration of Independence. There's a line in it that, that says, I'm not going to attempt to paraphrase it or, or quote it like Joe Biden does, that governments are set up to protect your rights, right? And when a government becomes destructive to those ends, it is the obligation of the citizenry to alter or abolish it. I mean, I, I guess I could pull up the actual. I think I did a good, pretty good job paraphrasing that, actually. It's, it's up to you, as a citizen, alter or abolish it. Question I have, are we there yet? I mean, uh, did it pretty well. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So better written my paraphrasing. It's government's job to secure your rights, and when they fail to do that, either deliberately or accidentally, you have the right to alter and abolish it. Are we there yet? Have we reached the point where government must, must be altered or abolished? Altering? Yeah. I think that's very clear. We have reached the point where government must be altered. When we have mothers who are watering down formula, try and stretch their babies out until it can show up on the shelves again, and you have elected members of Congress saying that Ukraine is the most important thing right now, Yes, government has become destructive to your to Americans' right to life. Absolutely. Abolishing, that is a much more significant conversation. Are we close? Hell yeah. I mean, we're closer now than we ever have been. 
the point where, yes, we would need to abolish the government in a manner that actually protects the rights of the people. The question is today, nowadays, could you do it? Is it possible for, for citizens to abolish their own government? Or has the government become so powerful they'd be able to just swat us away like a fly? Lots of, lots of questions. I mean, look at Eric Swalwell talk about nuking Americans during a civil war. The things you got to think about. Have we reached the point where altering or abolishing the government would be justified? I, I would say on this issue alone, where you have the White House spokesperson laughing and saying they have no idea who's running point on a massive, massive shortage of baby formula in this country. That might seem like a very niche issue. I get that. But when you look at when you look at and you actually talk about it in terms of small babies starving to death, White House laughs. Congress spends forty billion dollars on all this pork, all this waste, sending it overseas just so it could be shot out of a rocket launcher or dropped out of a plane. Fire and forget. Government has been become has for a long time been destructive to the very liberties that government was supposed to be protecting. All right, I'll turn abolish it. Question is, are we going to take that opportunity? Are we going to we're going to carry that? Remember, the goal is never armed revolution. The goal is always peaceful means. I don't I don't know anyone who wants a civil war. Well, I know one person. I don't know anyone who wants a civil war. Truly. We have to exhaust all options. That means, yes, voting. Voting like your life depends on it because it does. That means getting out there and talking to people. Right? There's a concept in political science known as a civil society. These are the organizations that do the work that government should but doesn't. Right? You're talking about rotary clubs. Associations of people that are working for the betterment of their community. Got to get involved. We're never going to take this country back if the biggest association we have with our family, our church. No, we need to work as neighbors, as towns, as cities, states. We have to build up these associations. We have to work together. That means talking. The worst part, one of the worst parts of the lockdowns was just how lonely everyone was. Because you weren't allowed to talk to people. You weren't allowed to go out, hang out with people, even if no one was sick. And I think that's one of the reasons why my old podcast, Conservative Daily Podcast, took off so, so quickly during the pandemic. Because it gave people a voice. It talked about the issues that people were most interested in while the mainstream media was. So yeah, I mean, if we want to take this country back, if you want to... <laughs> alter or abolish the government because it has truly failed in its duty to uphold our rights. I don't have to do it together. That's why every podcast I end with the same saying, the only way to fight to take back the country is not over. The only way to win is if we all stand up and fight together. It's true. Absolutely. That's going to be it for this edition of the Max McGuire Show. If you like the podcast, you got to subscribe to the audio version. You have an, an iPhone, an iPad, or MacBook, please do leave us a five star review. We got a couple of troll reviews, whatever. I mean, the fact that they feel the need to come over here and leave me a one star review should tell you. Um, <laughs> I mean, it should tell you all, all, all you need to know about what they fear from this show. But please do leave us a five star review if you haven't already. 
can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. All those links are in the description. We go live at 1 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Might change it. Might push it in half an hour. Um, go live at 1.30. We'll see. We'll see. Just as it, it seems that other shows that people watch that come before mine have this uh, tendency to go late. So people, lots of people show up here about halfway through. So we might, end, might change it half an hour. I'll think about that. But if, if it does, I'll let you know. For now, 1 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And it's available on Rumble. Lots of people have been saying that they, they really wish I did a video podcast. It is available on Rumble. Um, and if you're watching on Rumble, please do give us a thumbs up. Please do subscribe. So that's it for this edition of the Max McGuire Show. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country, as I just said, is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all snap and fight together. See you tomorrow.